right, what's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the first Dodgers Nation post-game show of the year with the Dodgers getting the dub once again, winning by a final score of 9-6. to six. The Dodgers might not lose this year. We talked about it earlier today, 192-0-1, the only blemish being the Angels tie, but this is all about Shohei Otani. We are show back. Shohei Otani hits a home run in his first game as a Los Angeles Dodger, his debut in Dodger Blue. Let me ask this question. When's the last time you were screaming about a home run during spring training? When's the last time you were tweeting about a home run during spring training like this? The answer to that is never. Okay, this was the most memorable spring training game that I can think of in Dodgers history. And it's because of Shohei Otani and he delivered. He is the ultimate showman. Okay, this is someone who didn't need to hit a home run today. He didn't even need to get a base hit, but you could tell he could feel it. The energy from the crowd getting that standing ovation after the fact this is someone who knew how important this game was not just to the fans but to the ownership to everyone involved with this team and he showed out against okay, the last I'm not even doing this intentionally but he absolutely did and it was such a spectacular moment and it's not just the fact that he did hit a home run I think it's a glimpse into what makes him a special hitter the fact that you take a ball on the inside and you hit it for an opposite field home run the way he did that is serious home run power that is prodigious power that someone like Shohei Otani who has the ability to lift that ball out of that stadium that way not many players in Major League Baseball can do that but welcome into the Dodgers Nation postgame show so excited to be here first one of the season it's going to be an electric year guys we are show back we got uh Dan Inspiration says D-Mac is on some showroids. Okay, showroids. I see what you said right there. I like it. It's a fire take. It's a fire take right there. Absolutely. We got second game in a row. Our minor leaguers carried the team. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk about some of the other storylines today. I mean, Bobby Miller gave up some doubles early on, had the big strikeout there in the second innings. But really today is about Shohei Otani. And after the game, he did speak to reporters and I thought it was funny that he talked about how the Arizona kind of air kind of probably helped that get that over the fence. And look, there is no stat cast data for these types of moments. Only I think it was like 12, something like that ballparks are equipped with the stat cast stuff. But Jack Harris of the LA times, he tweet out that the home run was measured. The two run shot was measured at 102 miles per hour off the bat and 377 feet. And that was, according to the TrackMan data that's available in the press box. So not the 500-foot blast or anything like that, but 102 miles per hour off the bat. And it was his third at-bat. I think, too, you look at the at-bat. I mean, it was a 3-2 count. He looked a little, a little off early on there, and then he takes an inside pitch, and he lifts it over the fence and left, and it just shows you the power of Shohei Otani. And he's just a special player. And those first two at-bats, yeah, Nothing to make of that. Nothing to see here, okay? Let's not forget this is someone that underwent Tommy John surgery in the offseason. He hasn't played in quite some time in a game. And first two at-bats, he goes down swinging the first one, hits into a double play in the first pitch of the second at-bat, but that third at-bat to leave the yard. It just really feels like the showtime, the Shohei Otani era for the Dodgers has truly begun. And it's going to be the first of many, many home runs in Dodgers history for Otani. I do think there's a chance he hits 50. Look, who knows? Maybe he goes absolutely insane and hits 60 this season. You just... 
Never know what a guy can do like Otani because of how strong he is. The fact that he's going to be focused just on hitting. And like I said, I mean, when's the last time you were screaming and texting people and calling people about a spring training home run? That is the kind of star power that Shohei Otani has. And it was just a great sight to see. And that's going to also probably be the answer to a trivia question one day. What was Otani's first home run? I mean, what was the first home run and who did he hit off of? Now, you know, it's Dominique Leone. That's who gave up Otani's first bomb. Now he's going to be on highlights for the next 24 hours. But let's dive into the comment section. What was your reaction to one thing Shohei Otani in Dodger Blue? It's those first two at-bats. I saw people freaking out. Okay, let's trade him and eat the money. DFA him. Okay, calm down. Okay, that third at-bat absolutely silenced any haters that were out there. But Vargas, Grove, and Stone want to be traded. That's from Nando. Nando, uh, 390. Mr. Classic Ramos got that swag. He's just like Tatis Jr. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the players that you really have to mention early on here. I mean, we're just through four games. Dodgers 4-0, by the way. 4-0, 5-0. And you look at the tie, but I mean, he's definitely one of the players that has absolutely turned some heads. And he's someone that has a pretty swing, has a very fluid swing, and down the line, maybe he could get an opportunity. But for you look at players that are having positive springs, he's certainly one of those guys. And today, Jose Ramos made a, a very nice showing. And I think he's making a statement this spring. He goes one for two. And we saw Sweeney in there. He was substituting for Miguel Rojas. Saw Swaggerty. Saw Owings. I mean, saw a lot of these minor league guys. Drew Avins got another opportunity. But, yeah, the story today is Shohei Otani. But we'll break the whole game down as well. But let me know down below in the comment section. What are you guys thinking about after that one? What is your reaction? We got... Uh, Showtime. We got uh, Mac and Cheese. Number one bets to Freeman, three Otani. So you want to see Otani there in the three spot. No, he's absolutely best suited for the two hole. And I think that's why you didn't hear about it from Dave Roberts or anyone leading up to this game. Because if Freddie Freeman was just going to bat where he's been batting, it would not be that big of a deal. But the fact you move him to the three and Freddie Freeman talked about it a couple days ago. He mentioned the fact that, look, he's had success batting in the two batting in the three. Doesn't really matter for him. I just look at the protection that Shohei Otani has batting in between two of the best players in the entire game, Mookie and Freddie, he's going to get pitches to hit. And that's something that he hasn't had at an elite level. Like I was talking about in the show earlier today, if you look at Otani heading into this season, last two years, he was at the plate with runners on base a little over 40% of the time. 43% is league average. So he's had runners on base at a below average rate. That's not going to be the case anymore, especially when you look at the bottom of the lineup with Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux had a lot of success batting in the eighth and the ninth spots a few years ago. He's going to be on base a ton. Mookie Betts is going to be on base a ton. Mookie and Freddie were both top five in on-base percentage last season. Otani was too. So get ready for a lot of runs to be scored for your Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, apologies in advance to scoreboards around the league because they're going to be lighting them up, breaking scoreboards. I love you, D-Mac. What up, Mr. Noah Cameras? My man on the road, Noah Cameras. By the way, go follow him, Noah Cameras. If you want to know about the Dodgers, I know a guy. 
Noah Cambers. Mike Saldana, Gavin Stone changeup is the real deal. Yeah, Mike, it's not that the changeup wasn't there. You guys know how I feel about the changeup nasty or the gas station bathroom. It's the fact that with Gavin Stone, there's east-west. There's the two-seam. There's the sinker that he can throw to get strike one. And once he has strike one and hitters are off balance, and then he can go to that changeup and have it tumble out of the zone. Then he can go with that four-seam fastball and challenge hitters up in the zone. But without strike one, without those first strike pitches that he's now equipped with, it was going to be tough sledding. And it was going to be, okay, is he a reliever or is he a starting pitcher? I think Gavin Lux, I think Gavin Stone has all of the tools to be the Dodgers' number five starter while Walker Buehler is out. I think he's going to have a big year, and I think that he's completely unlocked some things with the adjustments that he's made to his mix, implementing that cutter and that two-seamer. You cannot be a two-pitch pitcher. That's what he was when he made his debut last season against the Philadelphia Phillies. And big league hitters, if you're just going to throw a fastball and a changeup and you're not throwing it for strikes... It's going to be a long afternoon, a long night, and a long game for you, and he learned that the hard way, but it led to him finding new ways to get guys out. But Persis noticed that Otani's stride became longer in each at-bat at Dodgers Nation. I'm going to do a breakdown of all of his at-bats a little later, and yeah, you definitely, I think it was pretty consistent with what we've seen from him, but I think the magic of the swing today really had to do with his hands, right, and his hands placement and just the raw power that he possesses. I mean, there's a story from when he was growing up and he was in middle school and his baseball team played alongside the Isawa River in Japan and that river was located beyond right field and he hit so many home runs as a poolside hitter and his teammates and coaches were like, Otani, come on, these baseballs are very expensive and because of that, he learned to hit to the opposite field and that's why he's such a special hitter. He has power to all fields, and that was on display today. Like I said, take an inside pitch like he did, and lifting that over the left field wall, there's not a lot of guys in the sport that can do that the way that Otani did. So I thought that was really amazing to see. In his first game, like I said, he is Otani is a showman. That's what makes him special. Just look at the home run derby a couple years ago against Juan Soto, putting on that show. He's someone that I think is built for the big stage, for the big market, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he signed here, because he knows he was going to get opportunity to play in front of 50,000 fans, to play in the postseason, to play hopefully in the fall classic. But more comments here, guys. Welcome to the first Dodgers Nation postgame show, the number one Dodgers Nation postgame show here on YouTube. By the way, if you are not, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you do want to do me a big time favor, smash that like button, because... We are so close to 85,000. Once we get to 85K, we're giving out a Yoshinobu Yamamoto jersey. All you got to do is comment Yamamania. All you got to do is be subscribed to the channel. We got a conservative. Zach says Otani is going to do fine. He's just getting back into the swing. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think anyone realistically and rationally was going to freak out, even if he went over four, even if he had a platinum sombrero and struck out five times. I don't think that would have been the case, but it, I think it's a very small thing. But it does speak to his ability to step up and be that guy because he knows that everyone was there to see him. He knows that the spectacle has been so massive surrounding him and he delivered. And that's what stars do. That's what superstars do. They deliver. We got Mr. Classic Miller has the experience, though. He's already proven last season. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bobby Miller is going to be there. I'm talking about when when Walker Buehler's out. 
But um, who won was five to four Sox in the eighth. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, they got the dub by a final score of nine to six. Mookie Betts, he went one for three. He got a base hit. Austin Gothier, he got a hit. Otani, one for three, two RBI, had the two run home run. And uh, yeah, I mean, kind of that was the big story. And then on the pitching side, Bobby Miller gave those two hits, those doubles, fastballs up in the zone, caught a little too much of the plate early in the first inning, but then he settled down the second inning. He goes one, two, three in the second, had the strikeout. He's looking like someone that stuff wise, Bobby Miller is built to be a multi-time all-star. Bobby Miller is built to be a frontline ace level starter for the next five to six years. That's how talented he is. Fastball can hit triple digits, but it's the changeup. It's the curveball. It's his secondary stuff. And he told me during fan fest that uh, Dodger fest, pardon me, it's called Dodger fest. Now that he wanted to get that slider going and he wanted to get a better feel for that slider early on this season. And I think that's what's going to continue to take him to the next level. But Miller is someone who's just outstanding. And you saw today that he has not really missed a beat. Lots of confidence with the guy. I love that he has a show number now at number 28. I think that suits him. And I thought he did a really fantastic job. Peterson, he went two thirds of an inning, gave up no hits. And then Grover. I'm not going to say it's Grover. It's not. Michael Grove, though, goes an inning and a third, gave up three hits, three earned runs, had two punch outs. He had a laser shot home run. And uh, yeah, to DeYoung there in the fourth inning with two on, one out. And uh, yeah, that was just not a good pitch there. And that was definitely some hard contact. So Grove is someone who he's behind Miller. He's behind Stone. He's behind a lot of these guys as far as the young guys. But I think he's right there with the with the Knacks and those types, but she, and of course is in front of them as well. So stone is some of those definitely gonna have to show out and impress to have a shot to, to fill innings. But I think ultimately his best spot is in the bullpen where his command was better. The velocity was higher. And I think that's ultimately going to be his role moving forward, whether it be with the Dodgers or, or another team down line. But Otani is amazing. Walter Gonzalez, we got goat Tani. That's a fire take over here. Goat Tani, not yet, but Hey, if he has a couple MVP seasons with a couple World Series, definitely think he could be in the conversation. Even the Dodgers minor league AAA guys are raking. Yeah, I mean, that's why this franchise is what it is, really. I mean, the continued development. Mr. Classic, Gavin Stone, in my eyes, is there, just needs more confidence. And I think that's the big difference between Gavin Stone this season than last season. Is the confidence, is the confidence not in that he's proven it? Because a lot of times confidence comes with experience, right? Bobby Miller's a guy that carries himself and walks around like a guy that has some confidence because he's seen the results in a game for a continued period of time, right? Gavin stone though. I think where his confidence comes from is knowing that he went down to the triple a level, made some adjustments. He added to that pitch mix, right? They refined some things, the cut of the two seam. And now the confidence comes from knowing that that has a chance to have success at this level. So I think his confidence comes from knowing that he's made adjustments that are going to work for him. And I think they're going to pay off in the show. Gavin needs to show more or will be traded by all-star Brea from Longy Raider. We got Anthony Keen. We back. We certainly are back guys. The first of many this is the first of many home runs for Otani. is the first of many post game shows. Guys, baseball is in the air. It is back. Everybody is better than Barnes. Don't compare. That's from Mr. Classic. 
Oki upgraded and signed Margot. Yeah, he had a really good game. Uh, Rojas needs to bring a stick at bats. Not good. That's a Roy Estrada. Yeah, look, Miguel Rojas is not someone that is in the big leagues for his offensive ability. He's there because he plays elite defense. And a lot of people throw out the word elite very casually. That's not the case with Rojas. I mean, he ranks in the top four in essentially every defensive metric that matters when it comes to the shortstop position. And he can provide that for this team as a backup, as a late game substitution, give Gavin Lux, maybe a day off or you have Chris Taylor in there, but he definitely provides value to this team. Mike Saldana Roberts will screw up this lineup. Okay. I mean, it's tough to screw up when that one, two, and three is what it is. And then the four, five, and six is a combination of Will Smith, Tosker Hernandez, and Max Muncy, right? I mean, that one through six is as good as any lineup in Major League Baseball and better than any lineup in Major League Baseball. So I think with Doc, it's not the lineup. It's more how do you manage the pitchers, right? How do you manage the bullpen? Do you make the right decisions and pull the right levers in those situations? That's definitely where it's at for Doc. Fiducia should steal Barnes' spot. That's from Samuel Ellis. Hunter Fiducia is someone that is impressive at the plate as a hitter. He's improved a ton. The thing with Austin Barnes is as long as Clayton Edward Kershaw is on this team, Barnes has a spot. Barnes has a job. Barnes is very popular amongst his teammates. He's popular amongst young pitchers and helping them develop. And I think that if development is something that they're focused on, Austin Barnes can still provide that. Can he hit at a big league level? I think the answer is at times it appears like the answer is no, but if he can just be somewhat solid in his role and hit near the Mendoza line and provide a boost as a catcher, get that strike zone bottom of the zone. Yeah. He's going nowhere. We got to <clears throat> Mr. Classic still worried about Will Smith. He's dropped a lot. Look, I can tell you from talking to Will Smith a couple times in the last week. I mean, this is someone who look at his arms, man. He's looking like Popeye looking like a little bit Steve Garvey light there with his added muscle. He's going to go out there and produce. It's just a matter of health. And he was banged up multiple times last season. But uh, Will Smith, I think, is going to have a really good year. Gavin has stones. That's from B. Guzman. That's kind of a bro. Kind of a bro. I like it. Mr. Classic. So all these catchers waiting to move up for Will Smith. Will Smith's under two more years of team control. So Will Smith talked to me about the fact that he hasn't had any discussion talks with the Dodgers, right? And is he open to a discussion with about an extension? Well, he did say that he loves being in LA. I'm sure he would entertain the idea, but if it, I had to guess, I'd probably say that you're probably going to see Will Smith for a couple years. And then he probably signs a really nice deal, hopefully in the 85 to hundred million dollar range in the open market, because he is a top three catcher in baseball. He is the best hitting catcher in baseball. I think Adley Rutschman is right there and he's really, really good. And I think as far as overall upside and the entire careers, he might end up with a better career. But right now, Will Smith is absolutely in the top tier when it comes to catchers. And it makes you wonder too, because Will Smith is someone that has improved as a game caller. He's improved as a defensive catcher. And when you add what he does offensively, that's the complete package. And if Otani wants to throw to Will Smith and Yamamoto wants to throw to Will Smith and Tyler Glass now wants to throw to Will Smith and Bobby Miller wants to throw to Will Smith and he's their guy, I think it's tough to move on from him. I think it's tough to let him walk. We've seen enough of the Corey Seager situations, right? So I do think that when you consider all those factors 
the familiarity, the fact that he's elite offensively. He's someone that I think loves being a Dodger. I think he loves the fact, too, that he's on a team that is behind Otani and Freddie and Mookie and all these stars. I think he likes the fact that I want to say he's overshadowed, but he can just kind of blend in, do his thing and be elite. If he signs with a team and they're making big billboards for him, I don't know if that's what he's about, right? So I think he loves that he's comfortable with the Dodgers. I think the fact that they are a big market helps that because there's so many superstars on this team. But Will Smith repeating 23 performance, not good. That's from Roy Estrada. Dodgers still hiding Diego Cartaya. That's from Mr. Classic. I'm actually dropping an interview with Diego Cartaya tomorrow. I think Diego Cartaya is still someone that you do not want to sell your stock on. He's another guy that has improved tremendously at blocking balls in the dirt, managing a pitching staff. For him, it's just the hitting tool, right? Hitting at this level. And if you could hit at the double A level and he could find a way to bring that power with a little more consistency and hit that inside pitch, I think he's someone that can still flourish. So, yeah, we got uh, Hepatitis Hilaire. You all see that clown reporter asking Shohei Otani about San Francisco. Yeah, look, I mean, here's the thing about that. So, yes, it did feel a little awkward. You're talking about the San Francisco Giants, right? SF stands for season finish before it even gotten started, right? At a time like this, but, I mean, you don't really have that many opportunities to talk to Shohei Otani. I mean, I was there for a week he was available to the media one time. So if that reporter's out there to try to get a story about the Giants and the Giants' pursuit of Otani, then there's really no other opportunity to ask him that question. And look, if you know anything about Otani, it didn't matter when he was going to ask him that question. There was no way he was going to answer it, right? So yeah, I found it pretty interesting. I definitely did. By the way, there were some Giants fans that were celebrating his strikeout, right? They were celebrating him after he took strike three in his first at bat. Can we get another shot of those guys after Otani hit a blast after Otani left the yard in his third at bat in his first spring training game? Can we get a shot of those guys who are probably up in San Francisco crying because the giants have fallen into irrelevancy. JD Martinez didn't even want to go there. Okay. So yeah, I definitely want to see a shot of them. See how they're doing right now. They're probably punching air. So we got to five to four. My phone died. Yeah, we gave you the updated score. The Dodgers got the dub. Will Smith will smack Chris Rock again. Very topical. Very topical. I'll give me fire take bugs. I love that. Yama Mania from Ron. We got prone to thrill. Yama Mania 18. Conservative Zach. Dodgers are 5 0 1 this spring training. Yeah, they never lost. Never lost. Home run first game. What up, BC? Rocking with us. Prefer Otani hitting third. That's from prone to throw. I'll give you some more thoughts on that because we definitely did a full breakdown of the lineups. If you want to go back and watch the show we did this morning, we talked about why Otani was bat there in the second. And we got a comment here over on Mr. Classic. Gavin Stone honestly needs a bit more time in the majors. It will help him, but Michael Grove is beyond that. He needs a lot of help. Yeah, look, Michael Grove is someone that if he he doesn't have a lot of margin for error, right? The best pitchers are ones that can attack hitters in the zone and get away with mistakes in the zone because their stuff is that good, right? The Bobby Miller types. I mean, sometimes he'll leave a fastball middle in, but because it's 90, 99, 100 miles per hour, it's going to get fouled off, right? So if you're a pitcher like Michael Grove, the mistakes are going to be magnified because they're going to get exploited, right? And you look at the inning that he pitched, the fourth inning, he struck out Pilar on three pitches, strike three on a pitch up in the zone, 
And then Colossi got the ground out to short for the first out. And then he gave a home run to DeYoung on the second pitch. And that's a pitch right there that it went a little bit on the edge. It catches too much of the plate and it leaves the yard. So that's kind of what I'm talking about on a pitch like that is that you don't have the margin for error. And Jimenez, before that home run, Jimenez singled to center. Vaughn hit a ground roll double. And then he did strike out Moustakis on three pitches. So, yeah, I mean, the Jimenez single, that was on the first pitch. Vaughn, that ground roll double, that was on the first pitch. So they were ambushing. They were very aggressive against Michael Grove. And he made a mistake, and it cost him a three-run shot by DeYoung. And, yeah, that made it 4-1 to White Sox. How about the Dodgers, though, coming all the way back today? And, of course, Otani's two-run shot there in the bottom of the fifth inning. And like I said, go back and watch that at bat. I mean, you can see how they're trying to attack him. If you look at some of his heat maps, fastballs up and away, pretty much anything kind of up in that quadrant of the zone is where they try to attack him. And he fouls the first pitch off. Then he tries to hit that same spot twice, but he misses. So a two-and-one count. Then on the fourth pitch, he swings and misses at a fastball up in the zone. Then he takes a ball to load the count on the sixth pitch. It uh, He absolutely crushed it into left field. Hits a bomb. And the Dodgers get two runs on two hits in the air. Freddie Freeman actually flat out after that. But yeah, that was really the big aim that got the Dodgers back into this one. And yeah, give a lot of credit. I mean, these young guys, Ward, Oki. I mean, some of these younger Dodgers players, Avens, Gothier, Padlow hitting the first home run. I mean, these guys are making the most of their opportunities, right? The focus is on Shohei, but these guys are all trying to use this as a barometer for where they're at at this stage of their careers. And they're trying to make the Dodgers really say, okay, this guy is someone that can provide depth. This is someone that kind of is opening our eyes a little bit. I mean, that's what you're kind of seeing with some of these younger guys. Definitely that ability right there. Owings, I think has been impressive too. He drew a walk. And uh, yeah, I just like what I'm seeing for these young guys, kind of the fight, the, the never take a pitch off mentality that they're playing with. But back in the comment section, we got uh, hello Dodgers nation. DMAC. What up carnivorous lunar activity? We got hepatitis. See you later. Spring training is the only part of the year where it's okay to hype a player when he does good and ignore the struggles. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think you don't ever want to get too high. Whoa. You never get too high. Never get too low when it comes to, spring training. I mean, that's kind of the most important thing. And you have to also realize that guys are working on certain things. They're working on certain things and they're trying to, I thought it was interesting. What glass now said a few days ago is that early on during spring training, whether it's through live BP or bullpen sessions, you're constantly tinkering and working with certain things that once the game starts and the spring training actually begins, you have to learn to separate that the tinkering and the practicing and the honing to saying, okay, we are challenging hitters. That's when you have to get those competitive juices going once again and trying to be that guy. And I think that's the case with a lot of these guys that are the experienced ones, but uh, great job. Shohei. We got BC Otani goat Grove had one bad pitch to the young ass from Mike Saldana. Yeah. That's what we kind of just talked about one bad pitch, one bad mistake. And unfortunately we've seen that with him is that it's three steps forward and then a few steps back. But some of the flashes, right, are definitely promising. I mean, some of those flashes that we saw from him today were definitely, definitely promising. And I think you saw Gavin Stone, too. I mean, struck out Sheets, got Ortega to fly out. I mean, I think that a lot of these young guys 
are are even more excited because they see an opportunity with Walker Buehler out. And I think that Michael Grove is someone that just wants to continue to improve. And like I said, I do think ultimately he's going to find a spot in the bullpen because the velocity is better and the command is better. And when his command is bad, that's when he gives up home runs. We got Michael McAllister. Love you, DMAC, but disappointed Otani and Yamamoto haven't signed a single autograph all week. Be better for the fans. We be bleed blue. Go Dodgers. I saw him sign some autographs while I was there, but yeah, I mean, look, these guys, I think have a lot on their shoulders right now. They're trying to adjust to a new team. Yamamoto is trying to adjust to a new country. Otani is really just trying to focus, but I'm sure that both of them, especially as they truly get settled into camp and they get more comfortable in camp with their routine, I'm sure that they're going to sign plenty of autographs. I truly do believe that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the business. And yeah, I mean, a lot of guys screaming at them, a lot of guys wanting a couple autographs, wanting pictures. So I'm sure it's pretty stressful, but I mean, the most important autograph for me was the autograph that they signed on their contracts, right? That $325 million deal, that $700 million deal. That's the only autograph that I really cared about. So, I mean, but I can tell you that they're definitely going to, uh, to uh, be a part of the action. I definitely expect that. But uh, Mr. Classic, it's just that Michael Grove, his pitches have a tendency to drop really low. Yeah, he does have some of that naturally for sure. I be stroking over on YouTube. My way too early to panic. So let's panic anyways. Hot take. Miller, Grove, and Stone didn't look good. So let's trade them for C's in a bag of Funyuns. Okay. So first of all, I like hot takes. I like when you press the panic button. I always say, then when you're a post-game show host, you're in the overreaction business. But, like, look at Bobby Miller during AAA last couple of years before he made his leap to this show. His numbers weren't great, and one of the reasons why is because he was working on stuff to put himself in a better position to have success when he did make that leap to the bigs. And he had that success. So you have to always realize that guys are working, but... It's also too, I mean, you got to get some more starts under your belt. You got to get some more appearances to really feel good about things. And I think that the stuff, the way the ball was coming out for Bobby Miller was actually decent. And he settled right in the second inning, had a one, two, three inning with the strikeout. I think Grove is someone who you just have to recalibrate your expectations. I don't know what you want from Michael Grove, right? Are you expecting someone who is going to be an ace level pitcher? Are you expecting a number three starter? I don't know. But I think for me, it's really started to, uh, be come down to that but uh yep guys miller was kind of thrown into the dirt there but i believe in bobby swags i want that 50 dollars dmac that's from angel for sure michael masterclass saw him signing autographs you acting like he skipped over you relax he will get it done yeah so there you go michael so i think that there have been people that have seen otani yamoto sign autographs but that's going to do it for this episode of the dodgers nation post game show we're going to be back with you tomorrow morning for Dodgers Dugout Live. You will not want to miss that. And we're going to do a breakdown of Otani's first couple at-bats as a Dodger. But thanks for rocking with us here. A little afternoon edition of the Dodgers Nation post-game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Now, if you haven't yet, do me a huge favor before you hop out. One, make sure you're subscribed to the channel just so you can be eligible for our next giveaway, which is a Yoshinobu Yamamoto jersey. And two, 
Hit that like button. Drop all your takes, all your comments on Otani's debut. Hey, it is showtime. The showtime Otani era began today, and he hits a bomb. He did not disappoint, but that is going to do it. Remember, nothing brings together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time, think blue. Believe- you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.